0: Hello English 347 and welcome to week four. We're already in week four. Can you believe that? I can't. Um, So for this week my uh, little podcast won't be so long. It'll be brief uh, this week because you have two other presentations to listen to. Um, The first two presentations um, I have included them in the lesson plan and I'd like for you to check them out. Uh, Dorian has done an audio Uh, clip uh, presentation, audio presentation on poem number 340 and she has a script that you can follow along with and Esther Lopresto has done a a PowerPoint presentation, narrated, narrated slides. Um, So you can listen to those and thank you both um, Dorian and Esther for going first. Um, You both did a great job with those by the way. Um, So for this week, you will do that. You will listen to those two uh, presentations. Check those out. Um, And then you're going to read some poems. I've given you a list of poems um, that I'm calling um, representative of Dickinson's Gothic, um, her very particular Gothic aesthetic. Um, Dickinson, of course, is using tropes, familiar tropes, Gothic tropes in her work but um, she's also using them in a very kind of personal way and she makes um, the gothic style very much her own. Um, So the poems you'll read this week are all in some way related to the gothic or they were part of a fascicle. Actually some of these are in fascicle 16 Um, which was, as you will learn if you haven't already learned, I think you've learned it by reading uh, the biographies by now, Um, but Dickinson would collect her poems into little booklets that she called fascicles, and not all of them, but many of them, and you know she wrote close to 1800 poems. So many of them she put into these little booklets called fascicles, little chapbooks, Um, and she would stitch them together by hand. Um, Of course, when uh, uh, she died and her manuscripts were discovered, her sister Lavinia found them in a trunk. Um, When they collected the poems and tried to figure out what to do with them and publish them, they took all of the fascicles apart. Um, So there's actually a really interesting, it's a long, um, complex, an interesting history about uh, the publication of Dickinson's poems after her death. And I'm going to include for this week a link um, to the Dickinson Museum. Um, as, I, as I've told you before, I really love the Dickinson Museum for all things Dickinson, all about her biography. Um, and I know a little bit about the poems too, criticism or critical insights into the poems. Um, but it's really good for Dickinson's biography. And they have um, a great section on that explains um, what happened after her death with her poems and how they were published. And this is important. I really want you to understand this um, because I'm seeing this mistake a lot. I noticed it in your letters um, to Emily um, that a lot of you are using um, numbers from an earlier edition. You're using the poem numbers from the 1955 Johnson edition. And I understand why, because a lot of what you see online, what you find online, um, gives those numbers, the Johnson numbers. Um, but that was from a, a, a book. The first time Dickinson's entire, um, all of her poems were collected into one edition was in 1955 um, by the editor Thomas Johnson, and he um, came the closest to um, what Dickinson we think had originally intended for her work in terms of the punctuation and um, the way the sequence sequencing, the way they, the order in which they were written, the years in which they were written. Um, but it actually wasn't until 1998 that um, the, the book that we now consider the definitive edition of Dickinson's work, which I've given to you, um, it's by an editor named Franklin, we call it the Franklin edition, and I've included Um, the complete title in the syllabus, the recommended text. Um, But it wasn't until then, 1998, this editor actually, um, R. W. Ruff, I don't know what his middle name is, Franklin, he actually um, put the manuscripts back together in the original fascicle forms. Um, So what he did was he very painstakingly um, examined like forensic editing, examined the uh, the puncture holes, the, the puncture holes in the uh, paper um, that she had, when she had sewed them together into these little booklets. Um, and he basically put them back together and he put back all of her original uh, punctuation and included the variants as well. And by variance I mean um, she would often use these little marks above words, little plus signs or cross marks um, above words to indicate that there was a variant. Um, sometimes she had alternate words that she just liked better, and later she put those variant words in. And other times, um, it's just like the poem has two, you know, there are two possible words there. Um, it's kind of like, you know, choose your own adventure stories, like, Choose your own poem, or create your own poem, or whatever using these variants. Um, Anyway, those were all put back in. So, what we had in what was what was published in 1998 was the closest thing to what um, we think um, Dickinson actually left when when she died, when she left all of those poems in her trunk. that edition tried to be as faithful to that as or to that to those those poems as possible. Um, So long story short, I want you to read. um, It's even longer, as you'll see, um, but I want you to read that section um, on the Emily Dickinson Museum website. And from now on, please um, make sure that you're using the Franklin numbers and I'm giving you the Franklin numbers. Um, I know it's a little bit confusing, but if you do a Google search using the title, um, if you don't actually have the Franklin edition, if you want to use it, you can. and I do recommend it, Um, but I understand if, you know, books are expensive and and you can get all this online. So I totally understand if you you can't do that. Um, But just make sure that you're using the numbers for the Franklin edition. Um, Okay, so you're going to do that. You're going to read these poems. Um, gothic, the gothic poems. Um, There are others. These are some of her more famous ones. Um, Some of them you may feel are like, for example, um, the poem first line, "'Tis so appalling it exhilarates." Um, Actually that that one is kind of gothic now that I think about it. Um, I'm thinking of maybe, let's see which one, of nearness to her sundered things before I got my eye put out. Um, Yeah, that might be one that you might kind of scratch your head a little bit wondering how that fits into the gothic. Um, And the reason I put it is because it's one of those poems that was included with these other poems that are gothic in nature. So sometimes she, she collected her poems into fascicles thematically and sometimes she didn't. So some of the fascicles don't seem, the poems in them don't seem thematically related. The subjects aren't really similar in any way, and sometimes they are. Um, and this is one instance where they are for the most part except for um, maybe a couple of them. Before I got by, I put out maybe one, although some critics have tried to argue for why, you know, she decided she, like that was a very calculated move. It wasn't random that she stuck that poem in there. Um, so anyway, those are the poems for the Gothic. Then you're going to read chapters 4 through 6 in These Fever Days. Um, I'm hope, I hope you're finding that uh, biography um, useful. Um, I, I think it's one of the better ones I've read, and there's so many on, on Dickinson, and so many that have come out in like the last 15 years or so, um, but I think this is the best one I've read so far. I think it's really readable and um, interesting. It doesn't sort of bog you down in a lot of like obscure facts and details about the author's life. You know, she, she's trying to illustrate these 10 pivotal moments, so they're all kind of... I feel like she recreates these scenes really well. Um, so hopefully that's um, working out for you, you like that book. Um, and then of course you're going to write a 250-word reading response. As I've said In my email, I would like for you to try to, if you can, maybe like for this week it it won't be so easy, but if you can try to link um, the reading and the required text to the poems. Um, At the very least, try to look at the poems and think about how they're um, working together as a group, in this case um, to illustrate the the um, gothic style of her work. Okay, um, last thing I want to talk to you about. um, I mentioned this in an email. I did send this to uh, an email to you about this, Um, but one thing that I've done in the past with this course because we don't have time this semester, it's so short, we're not going to have a chance to do this as part of the class, but I'm going to offer it for extra credit and that is the films and TV shows after Whitman and Dickinson. Um, Of course you'll have two creative projects where you'll get to experiment in your, your medium, your choice of medium or media. Maybe you're going to do an interdisciplinary piece. I don't know. Um, and, you know, all all genres, as I say, are welcome. Um, art, visual art, performing arts, literary arts, of course. Um, but um, I don't imagine anybody will be able to make a whole film <laughs> inspired by Whitman or Dickinson or both. Um, so I'm going to show you, if you'll go to course documents and you'll go down to the bottom, um, you'll find a document called Films and TV Shows After Whitman and Dickinson. Um, so open that up and take a look. Um, some of these maybe you're familiar with. Um, Breaking Bad, of course, is a really um, popular Netflix show. It was popular, I don't know if it still is, but um, Anyway, that features Walt Whitman. He doesn't come in until a little bit later. But I've broken them down by films and TV shows. Um, A lot of um, the last the the two up at the top for Emily, Wild Nights with Emily and A Quiet Passion. Those are both pretty recent. Um, Wild Nights with Emily is fabulous. I highly recommend it. If you have Hulu, even if you're not doing this for extra credit, check it out. It's a fun movie. Now that you're taking this course, you'll really Um, you'll appreciate it. Maybe at the end of our our time with Dickinson, you can watch that. I think you'll really appreciate it. Um, A Quiet Passion is absolutely dreadful. It's so boring. And this is coming from somebody who adores all things Dickinson, teaches a whole course on Dickinson. I'm like contemplating getting a Dickinson tattoo. Okay, if I think it's boring, trust me, you will too. Um, I put it on there anyway, if you want to see how boring it is. Um, Beautiful Dreamers is kind of, it's weird. It's kind of funny, but not in a like, funny in a kind of cringy way, I guess. I don't know. Um, Beautiful Dreamers. um, It's not it's from 1990. Um, We do we can it's not actually on DVD. I think it's streaming. So through the streaming platform, um, I think you can watch that that's based on um, Walt Whitman. Um, Dead Poets Society, that's a famous movie. Maybe some of you have seen it. Um, Walt Whitman features prominently in that. Um, and then TV shows. Right now there is a fabulous series um, called Dickinson um, um, showing on Apple TV, and it is my favorite thing. You guys have to check this out. If you have Apple TV, you got to check this show out. Um, I wish there was some way I could get it to you for free, but there isn't. Um, we're in the second season right now, and um, I just, I adore the show. It's so much fun. Um, yeah. And then finally, Breaking Bad. Um, as I said, that's um, a, a popular one. He doesn't, Walt Whitman doesn't show up until season five, so don't expect to start it and to see Walt Whitman. He's not going to show up for a while. Um, so that's it. If you have, um, if you want to do this for extra credit, write up a. Um, a reading reading response, a watching response, a viewing response, I guess. Um, That would totally count for extra credit. Maybe replace one that you're missing or, um, I don't know, we can figure it out. Um, Some some area where you feel like your grade is lacking, we can um, use some extra credit to pad it. Okay, so I think that's all I have to tell you for this week. Um, I hope you have a great week and I will talk to you next week. Bye.